I tell you what happened. You know what happened to the music is uh, we turned the music off. You know why we turned the music off? I'm going to tell you why we turned the music off because we have a guest on the. Um, I don't know if you call them telephones anymore, because um, uh, uh, we do we do so little talking on them and so many other things. But we have a guest on our um, on our uh, Android device uh, named Sam J, and she is the headliner this weekend at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Hello, Sam. Hey, what's going on? Uh, another, hold on, I've got a little technical issue there. There. Uh, we are, uh, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. Uh, you are at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. You've already been there, what, one night, two nights? I've been there two nights now. Two nights. I've got a question. I got, awesome. I, got a, I got a question I got to ask you uh, right off the top, okay? Okay, what is, in the wa- what is in the water or what is in the weed in Boston, Massachusetts that gives us, including you, so many funny people? That gives us what? I said, what is in the water or what is in the weed in Boston, Massachusetts that gives us, including you, so many funny people? Oh, man, I have no idea. I think it's just the, the, the way the city is made up. There's so many different types of people, so many different cultures that live in Boston, and we all kind of intersect. So you kind of got to learn, like, all these different personalities. And I guess that kind of helps you see, like, the humor and stuff. Well, it is definitely a city known for its comedians. Uh, I have a very close friend. I, 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 I knew a lot of, uh, I, I had the pleasure of working with when I used to tour with and have a lot of close. Steve Sweeney was someone who out of Boston who's like unknown yeah. unknown nationally, but should be known nationally, who was like uh, uh, one of the great uh, uh, stand-up comics coming out of Boston. Uh, my friend Lenny. Yeah, he's Cl- a legend. He's a legend. Yeah, his, his great bit, I, you know, most people won't, maybe may not get it now, but his bit about Bing Crosby and Bing Crosby's kids still is in my head. Almost every day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lenny Clark came out of Boston. Yeah, he's quite a legend. He's a quite a legend. Uh, there's a friend of mine I've, I've lost touch with, but he's, he's a great guy, Jim Laletta. Do you know Jim? Mm-hmm. I do know Jim. Yeah, Jim is a, a great comic. And you, Sam J, are a uh, great comic. Keeping up the Boston tradition. Uh, we watched your Kimmel oh, set you, and, and other stuff. And uh, what I loved about what you did, if I can just say, is... Uh, you because we were talking about this early in the podcast you have a point of view but at the same your bit about uh that we uh liberals have to start talking to old white men just cracked me up <laughs> oh thank you man i try to push people thinking no matter like what direction you know i think especially as like liberals we constantly kind of like pick on the other side instead of trying to understand it and it, i mean that goes both ways so i try to just paint the bigger picture you haven't like gone. So like, I'm an old white guy who happens to be a liberal. So I'm a, I, I'm a minority within my own within my own subset. Uh, uh, you know, I you know look, I, w- I was I was partying in the park. I, uh, I was protesting the Vietnam War, and I just I didn't notice that all of it had stopped. And I'm just standing in the park by myself, going, "No war!" And they go, "Dude, it's 2000." Right. So, um, um, but when you describe yourself as a liberal, what do you mean by liberal? Uh, meaning that I usually lean on the side of socialism when it comes to my ideas about how the world should run. Okay, okay. So, like, you believe in, in uh, uh, you know, here's the weird thing is we, those of us who uh, believe in, because uh, uh, what I believe in is a capitalist society that's going to have a certain amount of regulations that some, and, and a certain amount right. of things that may be called socialism. You know, you could say a police force is socialism, you know? So why aren't I just... Right. Why aren't I just protecting my own land with a double-barrel shotgun? <laughs> exactly. So... Yeah, I mean, we, we have so much socialism in our society anyway that we don't, like, acknowledge as such. 
but I guess it's just more, you know, of, of the idea of, like, I don't know, like, people can kind of live their lives the way they want. I'm not I'm super religious in any way. I don't I don't believe in God being and mixed into uh, people's rights and liberties and religion in that way. I believe people should be able to just choose and, and do, and as long as they're not hurting anybody, we shouldn't be getting in their way. You know what? I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And and what I like, what I was saying earlier, what I like about your stand-up is you have that point of view in there. But at the same time, when you do a bit that's saying we got to start listening to white dudes because all right, slavery was bad and Jim Crow was bad, but airplanes are cool, and it was a white dude thing. Yeah. Yeah. That that is a funny a funny bit. Funny stuff. Thank you, man. Uh, so how long have you been doing this? How long have you been doing stand-up? I've been doing stand-up. It'll be six years in December. Six years. So. Do you still consider yourself, I mean, you know, seeing what you've done, and you've already accomplished quite a bit, seeing what you've done, do you still yeah. feel like a newbie? And I'm not, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do, man. Like, I, I've accomplished some things, but there's so much more to do. And, and even, you know, when you go out on the road and you talk to these vets and you see like they've been, they've lived it. You know what I mean? So yeah. Like, yeah, I'm still a newbie. I'm still a newbie. So you, st- you still have like, um, you still got like newbie smell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still, Fresh. I still get excited about like little stuff in the road and stuff, and it, you see the vets come in, and it's like this is just routine. They're not even thrilled anymore like that, you know? Yeah. Um, who's some of your favorite comics you've worked with so far? Uh, some of my favorite comics I've with Jeff Ross. I work with Hamble Burst. I really love him. Austin Dude. Um. Do you know? Do you know him? Do you know him? I mean, I've worked with people where I work for a week, and then people go, "Do you know him?" And I go, "Well, you know, I work with him for a week. I don't know if I actually know the guy." Do you know Hannibal Burris? Uh, I would say I half know him. I wouldn't give it a full no, but I wouldn't give it a I don't know him. We're okay. cordial. All right. Um, do you, so Hannibal Burris, who's a very funny guy. Okay, uh, most comics just want to be funny and, and then go home. You know, and they and they want they would be funny to a bigger and bigger audience and go home. Hannibal Burris like kind of changed some stuff when he uh, his set where he called out Bill Cosby really became uh, uh, the flashpoint for people taking an honest look at Bill Cosby. And I was just wanted to know, and I've, I've asked people to know him. Does he carry that at all? Has that affected him at all? Like, as far as I know, again, like, he's not my best friend, but when I've seen him out about, it hasn't. I mean, like, if I decided to become a lawyer and become a prosecuting attorney, I'd want to go out and catch bad guys. That would be my job. If, if I decided to become a, a, a cop and then became a detective, my job would be go out and catch bad guys. And I'd go home a day and, and during the day and go, oh, my God, I can't believe that I put someone in jail for 20 years. Oh, my God, I can't believe I arrested a guy. Because that's the job. But I'm just wondering right. with, with Hannibal, who... You know, there were there was all these things that were said about Cosby for years. There were people who were ignored. You know, it actually took a man talking about the situation that many women had talked about uh, to bring it forward. I wonder if he goes home at night and goes, "Wow, I did that," or if he or if he's uh, walked it off. And you know what? It, yeah, I, would just, I would just ask him. I I, you know what? I just don't, <laughs> I thought you and I would just have a little talk about it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your uh, uh, is this your first time in uh, the Greater Phoenix area? Yes, it is. I've never been to Arizona. Oh. great time to come yeah, in July, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's been too hot, way too hot. <laughs> but you're from Boston. You guys, you guys got humidity. I've been to Boston. You know, uh, you guys have humidity. Yeah, 
we do. It gets humid, but you still got that sea breeze. We're a base state. It's a little dry here for me. Yeah. But I still have a good time. So, uh, it's a beautiful club. Oh, yeah. I love the room. It is a, it's an amazing club, and the staff has been treating me awesome. Yeah, it's one of our favorite clubs. Rick Bronson was our favorite guy. Not only does he own that club, he owns uh, clubs in Edmonton, Canada, and he yeah. also owns a club in Minneapolis. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I asked him one time. I go, "Why did you open up a club here?" He goes, "I just I wanted to be warm." So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want I just wanted to be warm. Uh, so it is a club that you could tell. I tell people about this club. When they say describe the club, I go, there are some places when you walk in the door, like say you're just popping in to ask directions or use a bathroom or something, you know, like a store or something or a club. The minute you walk in, you are more intrigued. You want to know what's going on in there. If you didn't know it was a comedy club, you go, this is a really cool right. place. So it's that kind of place. Then once you get in the showroom, you know, on show night and see uh, the level of comedy that people have, uh, that that just shows what a unique place is. Rick, all the way from, I was there when he was building the place out, when it was just drywall, and he was describing to me detail. I was seeing the club when there were no walls, wow. you know, and the detail he put into it all the way up to who they book. This guy loves comedy and loves comedy nightclubs. I urge people to go there. Um, how you liking Phoenix? What do you, what do you uh, compare it to, what's your favorite place and how does Phoenix compare to it? Uh, my favorite place is Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, Phoenix compares. Um, I haven't really been to Phoenix yet, so <laughs> I don't know. You're just up but, there on. Uh, you're just up there on uh, High <laughs> Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a little less muggy, and there's a little less black people. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 up in uh, you're, you're up in them parts. Um, mm-hmm. um, but uh, well, I mean, there there are plenty of people of color in in the Greater Phoenix area. They're just not up on. Uh, oh, yeah, I believe that they're not yeah. up on High Street. So, uh, but uh, uh, there certainly are. So, Atlanta is one of your favorite places. Did you work the Punchline there, or Laughing Skull? Laughing Skull, I've done in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. I mean that yeah, that yeah. that's a great club. club. It's a great cutting edge club or uh, and, and cutting edge organization. So how long? So you've been doing it six years. How'd you get the Kimmel show? Um, audition, and they liked my stuff. So, all right. So, but a lot of people like. There's people sitting in the room with me right now that go, "I'd like to audition for the Kimmel show." But there's a process. Okay. So, what process put you in front of those people? Uh, the process that put me in front of people is just doing a lot of stand up. You know, just getting up as much as I could and perfecting the craft is. When, you know, people saw me out in L.A., they were really into it, what I was doing and invited me to do a showcase for Kimmel and did the showcase and, you know, preparation meets opportunity and then it all works out. Cool. Do you live in Los Angeles now? Yes, I do. Uh, what part? I live in Echo Park. Echo Park. Very cool area. I lived in Los Feliz for many years. So. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so- close to there. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, if you if you know like where Vermont meets Los Feliz up there in your restaurant row, mm-hmm. going to the Greek the- theater. Uh, I was very high the yep. entire time. I remember nothing about it. I just <laughs> I just found an old driver's license, the address. Went wow, I must have lived there. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Echo Park is cool. What clubs are you working in L.A.? Uh, we're going to say Laugh Factory, Comedy Store, Improv. Is the Comedy Union still open? Do you know this club? Yeah, the Comedy Union is still open. 
That's it. That, that is a great club. There's one time uh, by accident, uh, or almost, I was drafted to host a show at the Comedy Union. And uh, if you saw me and then you picture me in a Comedy Union, it was a very interesting night. So, um, uh, but great artists and great acts coming out of the Comedy Union. I just didn't know if it was still there. I know that some of the big guys, I know that Jamie Foxx and Tommy Davidson and all those guys used to go there to work out stuff. So uh, I'm glad that that club's still going. Uh, anything you want to share with us about who's on the show with you? Um, man, you just put me on the spot because I don't remember even one of the dudes' names who were on the show with me. Well, you know what? Um, <laughs> but they're two really cool dudes. To, you know what? It's Sam J and cool dudes. You know that sounds. So does cool that mean dudes. I could come up Sam and? Jay is cool dude. <laughs> you know what? You know what? That sounds like like an album you would buy in the '60s, and you'd see someone <laughs> someone who's like in a twist pose, and they're all dressed in black except for red socks. And it's Sam J and the cool <laughs> yeah. dudes. Ooh wah, ooh wah. Yeah, it's like a, a you know, it's like I'm a. Like a acapella from um, Common San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we tell everybody that they need to check out this club. You're there tonight for two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Are you doing the Sunday show? Yes, sir. There we go. You know, we don't like it when people come in a big shot and go, I'm not doing the Sunday show. We're glad you're staying for the Sunday oh. show. We're all, the whole crew here is going to come down and, uh, and, and I used to say we'd come down and check you out, but that sounds judgmental. We're just coming. Or creepy. Yeah, or creepy. Derek McFarland. <laughs> all right. Uh, Derek McFarland and Tony B. Those are, those are your two cool those dudes. Those are the two dudes. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah. Derek, so it would be, uh, if you were going to put it together as like, a, as like a band name, like you wouldn't use Derek and the Dominoes because then Sam's not first. Right. Okay. It's uh, Sam, Derek, and Tony. No, Tony, Derek. No, you know what? We're just going to keep it with uh, Sam J and, and uh, Cool Dudes. That's I like the, that better. That is the name of your band. You know, you just need a horn section now, and we got we got something going for you. If you get a horn section, we can get you Minneapolis for two nights, and then the next <laughs> night we can get you Amarillo, Texas, for the whole weekend at the All You Can Eat Buffet Casino in Amarillo. So, but you got to have a okay, horn. Okay, I'm always down for more work. You <laughs> got to get that horn section. You got to get the horn section, okay? All right. I'll, I'll start Craigslist for that. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Oh, you'll get a horn section if you go on Craigslist. Look, <laughs> looking for cats that can blow, and then we're off to the races. <laughs> well, we are glad you came to town, and we so appreciate you calling in. If you want to see this show, and you should want to see this show, go uh, put houseofcomedy.net in your browser, houseofcomedy.net. Uh, the uh, club will pop up, and it's easy to purchase tickets there. Uh, so please do that. Also, if you uh, if you send me a, a message on my Facebook page, Tony Visick, Tony V I C I C H, Tony Visick, I just might be able to score a couple of passes for you. Sam J, thank you so yes, much. Sir. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Well, um, how cool was that, man? I like I said, I always like meeting. Um, I always like meeting uh, new comics. It, one of the cool things about doing this show is I get to uh, uh, stay connected with friends of mine. You know, the weird thing about being a, when I was on the road is that you're on the road like 40 weeks a year. Not only you don't see your family, you don't see your friends. Right, you don't and see then, anybody. And then every once in a while, yeah, you run into, you don't see anybody. Every once in a while, you run into one of your friends. Um, I'm pulling on my own headphone with my foot because that's how I go. Um, you you run into somebody. I get to stay connected with friends of mine that I haven't seen or heard from in a long time. Through the other people that go around and see them? Or yeah, or when they come to town and they're doing, one of the, they're doing a show, you know, and we'll, and we'll get to interview them. But then I also get to talk to uh, new comics. I watched, um, uh, 
when I used to tour, oftentimes you would go in to do a radio interview and you realize that these guys knew nothing about you. <laughs> hey, we got the comic here from, from the Laughing Horse. Wait, where is he playing yeah. this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony, go ahead. Be funny now. And they, off the mic, they'd look at you like an Akiko. All right, you got five minutes. Okay, they're a sponsor of the show. So uh, whatever you want to do for five minutes, man. Just what do you want to do? You, we want, you know, just go ahead and do something. You, know? or you get the one where you go, well, now we want to know exactly what you're going to talk about. You know? But uh, I like to look at, if I don't know, I like to look. Um, I like to look at Look, it. but do not touch. <laughs> I do not touch, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing Jack Asadorian. Who's the ha-ha? Tony, you can look at the comics, but do not touch the comics, Tony. Uh, <laughs> my wife will not let me touch the comics, Tony. All right, Jack. Um, he's a great guy. If you touch the comics, I'm going to get blamed for touching the comics. Yeah. If you don't touch, touch the comics. Yeah. She will think that I touch a comic. If you touch a comic, Tony, do not touch. <laughs> um, I liked it. So I, I checked out Sam. Okay. I mean, I, I looked at her bio. Right, right. And then I watched her, watched her stuff and I go, this is a funny, this is a funny person. Very funny person. I feel like we'd gone a little deeper into paint, you know, but, um, I think the next time we talk to her, we'll be able to go a little further in. I kind of got the feel that uh, Sam Jay, who's a very funny comic, probably, you know, just was going, all right. It was almost like she was waiting for me to say something ignorant. Right. Yeah, okay. like like radio ignorant. Okay. You know, yeah. and so, and uh, I... Like, who's this guy, kind of? Yeah, yeah, who is this guy? And what's he, you know, so, uh, but I appreciate it. I appreciate them doing a call in. They, they work late. Yeah. She probably went to bed like one or two last night. Maybe and you later. have some uh, uh, inside scoop on a comic who was supposed to be on the show. Right. Who then claimed, who just was... Never in, even called. Never even called. Yeah. At all. And I, right. And that was the week I wasn't you here. you weren't even here. Everything was going south Everything, fast. And, <laughs> and, and, we, and I, I, uh, I met with you and uh, uh, we had it all set up for the show to run. And I'm listening to the show. I was in Los Angeles. I'm listening to this show in Los Angeles because right. I think it's pretty neat. It's an out of out of radio experience. Yes, that was. Yeah. And then, and I know you guys. You guys didn't say anything. You didn't say anything ignorant or anything. You just you just kept doing the show. Like, hey, we're doing the show. Yeah. But it turned. I think we blamed it on ourselves even yes, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Like, it turns yeah. out that that particular headliner may mm-hmm. have. Uh, but we don't want to throw anybody under the bus and put them on too much blast. But I heard yeah. from somebody else yeah. who was at an open mic last night, or no, Wednesday night, that they were talking about somebody. And I was like, oh, they were supposed to be on my podcast on Friday morning. And yeah. all I got out of that was, oh, <laughs> I didn't so, do any further investigation. So what you're claiming is this particular comic, who's not a boy, Correct. Okay, because we would if it was if it was a boy, we'd go. Yeah, uh, maybe know. we'd put him on blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, not a boy. Right. Okay, and not a it's Pat. No, definitely so, not a it's Pat. Yeah, um, met an open micer. Yeah, at her show, which proves that women are no different than men once they are given the power. Once they're given the power, because it turns out what what we're hearing is this particular female comic hooked up with an open micer. Who's I, I never said hooked up. Just to be clear, dude, 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 dude. You can. You're. You're no dummy. You are no. You wouldn't be on the show if you were a dummy. We've had a couple of people being dummies who tried to do this, and we go, yeah, can't, can't bring him back. Yeah, can't yeah. bring him back. He's, he's a dummy. Uh, you can read between the lines. You read between the lines. 
So well, was, was yeah, I don't know if it was that guy. There was two guys let, there. Let me That's ask you all this. I'm saying. If while you while you were talking to this person, would they have if they were going to describe the rest of the evening, describe it with a yada yada? And we got together and then yada yada. There might have been a, there might have been a yada, or the, or it might have been we were hanging out and then them two yada yada. Yeah, because there was three. There, yeah, yeah. So you say it was like a three way. Could have been a three way yada know. yada. Possibly. That sounds like a polka album, no. But it, in a three-way, if one person Benny 16, Johnson in the three-way, yada, yada. The other two people are extremely liable. I'm just saying. This sounds like a what? Trump investigation. It is. <laughs> there was collusion with the Russians. She was supposed to call. She was on the phone with the Russians. I say Trump. You say Clinton. <laughs> um, so what you're saying is it's altogether possible... The reason this individual did not uh, share their merriment and mirth with us is because they had become um, a briefly romantically encumbered with someone of uh, a different generation. Correct. So much so that there was guest spots given out that night. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Maybe that leads a little bit boy, too you much know what? Are you, you know, And I'm like, all you got to do is go up and hang out, man. I'm going. So right? you're seeing a headliner okay, got jiggy with an opening act. And while they were jiggy, the opening act is going, it'd be cool if I got a guest spot. And maybe the headliner held it, go, you know, if if this and this and what to what and who to ha. If you do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> if you say happy, I'll say birthday. And then they gave the person a guest spot. Mr. President. That is such a, like a dude thing. I know, right? But this was not a dude. No. Okay. And by the way, this was not a, a this was a, an attractive non-dude. Right. Cause yeah. Because I, I, I saw photos and I go, this is, you know, this, this falls in a category of a, Although, you know, we got off that now. We had a little right. fun with that. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, I was talking with someone yesterday. It might have been you, but I think it was Rich Scheidner. Because I was talking to a lot of people on the phone about um, the, uh, the one-time um, uh, uh, movement of attractive women who would normally be models or actresses in stand-up comedy. And how we're now seeing a drop-off on that. Right, right. Okay? Yeah, it's kind of like I've seen... Yeah, there was, I'm not gonna say it. Yes, yeah, yeah. There was the whole, there was the whole kind of like pretty girl and stand up, which you gotta understand. Stand up was all originally the, uh, the 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 province of like really nerdy guys. A lot of guy, lot, a lot of acts started out in the '60s. Like I live with my parents. I have a big nose, you know. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. It was that sort of thing. Yeah, I I have a nose. A lot of people call us Schnoz. That's why my nickname is Johnny Schnoz. And then there was an influx of the like nerdy-looking dudes that are soft-spoken, but very they're dry uh-huh. and very smart, which mm-hmm. I can appreciate that yeah. too—the smartness yeah. of it. But I don't like their persona of the like horn-rimmed glasses and yeah. stuff. And then came along uh, a loud uh, white Gentile dudes. It's you and I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was like models. Right, yeah, some hot, hot yeah, yeah, like, yeah, models. Some dudes too, not to sound yeah, like that, but some like hot dudes. Everybody's even. going, why, why are models doing stand-up? Uh, you, you have other things you can do. You can do. have other things to do. You don't even have to uh-huh. talk, yeah. just go look pretty. Yeah, and then with, I think what the models figured out after a while was that uh, since there's a certain amount of uh, um, uh, uh, quid pro quo that goes on in any industry, that if they just stuck with modeling, at least they would be quid pro quoing with attractive people. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> Instead of dudes with scraggly beards wearing sandals going, I hate my parents. Weed should be legal. (laughs) That if they're going to be harassed, at least they're going to be harassed by people with money. Right, 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 right. Can't believe believe that director. Because, look, if you're an actress, you're going to sit there and complain. I can't believe that director said that if I did this, that he'd give me a part. In stand-up, I can't believe that club owner said (laughs) 
But if I, I still if, gotta, I, if yeah. I did this, he'd give me a five minute guest spot. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that I need to do? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay um so that was sam J. man she is um she is at uh, rick bronson's house of comedy you listen to this american podcast comedy edition on comedy schools radio.com with your bugle and your